I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, Small Business Advanced Tax Planning and Compliance Extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. All right. Today, we're going to welcome to the podcast, Kelly Glover. So Kelly is the founder of the Talent Squad and works with entrepreneurs, authors, and experts. Kelly's expertise comes from 18 years working in media. She has been a celebrity interviewer, talent agent, radio host, and podcast producer. Welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. Um, And you live in Australia, so let's just get that out of the way, right? Yeah, I live between uh, the States and Australia. I went to college in Ohio. Disclaimer. (laughs) I went to college in Athens, Ohio. I'm a bobcat. And I've been back and forth 20 years. So I live between Los Angeles, New York, and Sydney. So because I'm remote, I've figured it out, but I'm not good with New York winter. So I ditch out on Thanksgiving. (laughs) I go to Australia for the summertime. And then after that, I head over to Los Angeles. So so um, the beauty of working in podcasts is you can be anywhere, anytime, still work. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're creating a virtual firm. I actually had somebody the other day be like, well, you really need to hire somebody full-time for the, for the CPA firm, um, you know, like an office. And I was like, there is no office. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) that's old school because you want someone that works I'd rather somebody that works when they want to Mm -hmm. for the time that they want and get the job done than someone that sits there not in their prime productivity figuring out time like if the incentive is to get it if you're good at your job and you can get it done in five minutes instead of five hours I want you to do it in five minutes be happy get me the awesome result get that money live your best life exactly and then um, do the rest of the time. So well, and then and why, why should you, because you've figured out how to do it in five minutes. Why shouldn't you get paid is because someone takes five hours. You should well, be rewarded for your result, not for your time. Well, I think exactly. And the other part is, is this is Denver and to hire yeah. like a upper level tax person, I'm looking at like 120 grand a year. Yeah. Like I can barely pay myself. That. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone yeah. trying to bring somebody on full time plus benefits. Like, I don't know who this person thinks, <laughs> like, this is Denver, like, there's no accounting people. Uh, and if you do want to hire, like, especially, like, higher level tax people, we are expensive. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> so you're trying to hire you. Yeah, I'm expensive. Yeah, you're trying yeah. to hire somebody that's the same as you. <laughs> right, and that wants to work, like, 15 to 20 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. That'd be perfect, because that's what I want to work. <laughs> yeah. All right. <clears throat> All right, on to the interview. Um, so Kelly, tell us about your first job. My first job was working at a bowling alley. Mm-hmm. So, and I still look at it with fond memories. It was so fun. I worked in the cafe, so I got to eat all the hot chips, have all the like fizzy Cokes and everything. And yeah, it was great. I think I was 15 at the time and I did that until I was in university. I love it. So yeah, the bowling alley. Yeah, and I mean, I think we're going to still place. smoke inside. I had to clean the ashtrays. Like, how disgusting now. Now I think about it. But, um, yeah, different times, right? It's totally different times. I actually walked by somebody that smelled like smoke today, and I was like, what is that? <laughs> is that cigarette smoke? Where did that yeah. come from? I was very confused. Um, so yeah, I think working in food as your first job is, like, really rewarding because you get to eat for free. Oh, Fantastic. I still think back to those times. 
free food. Um, so kind of give us the cliff notes on your career journey. I know you've kind of done, you know, media. Departments. Okay. Journey is a good word. So pack your bags. We're going. <laughs> yeah, we're going. Okay. So I was in Australia. I grew up in the nineties. I always loved talk shows, Donahue, Ricky Lake, Oprah, but back then you couldn't just have your own show. And I knew I was not at that level, but I'm like, you know what? I'll just work in media. The closer I can get to it, the better. That's fine. I knew Australia wasn't it. Went to college in America, in Ohio, needed to get an internship, got a Hollywood internship, landed one at Merrimack. Um, flew out to Hollywood, no mobile phones, no Facebook, no maps. Goodness knows how I survived, seriously. Um, like with paper maps, walking around, catching the bus in Hollywood when you're at university. Um, ended up being a celebrity interviewer on the red carpet. So there I was with my little tape recorder interviewing Oscar winners like Kim Basinger, John Travolta, all these, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, wow. Um, so I did that, learned a lot about interviewing, even though in celebrities. So that's a pretty big skill to, to have. Learned a lot about the movie business, finished my degree, went to London and worked for Miramax there through an Oscar campaign. That was pretty great too. Um, and then, so that was my first sort of paid job working for a film company. Ended up working as a talent agent and I always liked doing things on the side as well. So I got into doing some improvisation, some community radio and figured, oh, I'm actually pretty good at this radio thing. Maybe I'll apply to the national radio school. They take 10 people. Maybe, you know, we'll see what happens. Got in. So then I was like, fantastic. Of course you have to say yes. If you're one of 10 people at the national broadcast school Um, and ended up getting myself into radio and being a syndicated radio host, did that for three years. That was amazing. So I finally had the talk show as close as I could get to what I thought about in the nineties. So giving people unsolicited advice to getting paid to talk, (laughs) which my parents told me would never happen. I'm like, guess what I do? All I have to do is tell people what to do and I get paid for it. Dream job. (laughs) Um, Moved to Los Angeles after that and couldn't get a job in radio with this accent because, you know, the local accent likes the local voice. So I got that wrong um, and ended up in podcasting. I actually started podcasting in 2007 when I was doing radio because it was radio. You took Mm -hmm. out the music, you took out the ads. So that was podcast back then. So I've been doing podcasting for 13 years and then I got into guest booking when I was in Los Angeles and that was in 2014. So that was six years ago and I started my agency in 2017. So that was three years ago. So I was in podcasting, then I did the guest booking for somebody else. Then I opened my own agency and um, I was also a podcast producer for the world's biggest women's network, Mm Mamma Mia. Mm -hmm. So I produced a number of shows for them, including branded podcasts that won a podcast award. Um, And so I learned about producing from... Well, I mean, I knew it from radio and TV and all that kind of stuff. But so I've got the aspect of I've been on air. I've been a booker. I've been a producer. 
and I've been an interviewer. So I've really got a 360 view of how everything works because I've been on each side of the equation. So it is quite a long story, but it's a long journey Mm -hmm. and you learn a lot along the way. Um, And yeah, that's where I am now. So I run the Talent Squad, which is my podcast guest booking agency. And then I'm also at kellyglover.com because I do a lot of work on um, getting media ready and personal branding and distilling your message Mm -hmm. into hooks and headlines to pitch the media. Um, because I, I actually, part of my journey, which is not business related, but kind of, I, I lost 220 pounds. I had weight loss surgery mm-hmm. and I wrote a post about it and it went viral. So that was a, a lesson in how to write a good headline with a good story and knowing what works and then like something going from that. So that in yeah. itself was, um, an exercise in going viral and also, um, reinventing your personal brand. Like what happens mm-hmm. when everything changes? What do you do then? Yeah. And so you had to like, like after that whole post went viral, so you had to just like, what is my message? Right. You're probably like, yeah, because my message, I was a plus size blogger as mm-hmm. well. Cause I always like having a side creative mm-hmm. project different to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I had a plus size blog called big curvy love And I was a fashion, a plus size fashion blogger, plus size dating blogger, 50 fat dates, did all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly you lose 220 pounds and you're not fat and the brand is gone. Yeah. that's So then that's uh, who am I? What am I doing? What do I do now? If I've put all my gold coins or put all my eggs in the big curvy love brand basket, I now go need to reinvent from scratch. So that was a big lesson in, um, Branding and personal branding and where you put your brand, where you put all your gold coins. And I've figured out from that, they need to go in your name.com basket, <laughs> not in your business or your brand basket, because mm-hmm. that can, if you change your mind, disappear or lose 225 pounds, poof, it's gone. Um, do you know who Plus Size Mommy is? Um, yes, 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 yes. So she's, yeah, here, yeah. so she's here local in Denver in the doula scene. So I actually know yeah. her. Um, but she had her whole like Facebook Facebook group wiped out by Facebook. Like they just deleted it. Oh, why? Like a few years ago. I don't know. She's a podcast now though. Uh, yeah, I, I'm though. aware of her. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Um, but you were just talking about because I know the space is kind of small. So I figured you guys. Oh yeah, it is. And I knew who you were speaking about immediately. Yeah, That's what I mean. So if you're in a space and you're known in a space and then you're no longer, it's, it's, it's the same as imagine being a vegan Mm -hmm. and then opening up a steakhouse. You're done. Yeah, you're done. But then like, if I'm a, if I'm following you because I want to follow vegan stuff and you're not a vegan anymore, then you're not my people. So you you lose your whole audience. That's really interesting. Um, so, oh my gosh, so many questions we can ask. So why the current focus on podcasts? So let's just talk about why you focus on podcasts, you know, what, yeah, what's it, the reason? For me, it was a natural transition because I'd been in broadcast radio. Mm-hmm. And so I had, it's not something I'm like, oh, podcasts are cool. I'm going to jump into it. I've been working for 20 years in media and entertainment yeah. and in radio for a long time. So it was an extension of that. Yeah. It blows my mind that people have been podcasting since 2007. Like that's. Yeah. And I wasn't the first. No, but still like, I just didn't realize that that it had been around that long. I guess. I mean, yeah, I've, but I've it, been podcasting for two years and I really kind of started listening two years ago. Cause I was like podcasts. Yeah. And that's most people. 
Yeah. That's my, some people are just getting into it now. That's, that's how it works. Um, so, and like I said, back when I did it, it took me like hours and seven pages of instructions and it might work and it might not work. And, and it was yet to cut out the music. Yeah, it was very different, but it's been interesting seeing it from radio without the ads and out the the music to anybody can have a microphone and a platform Mm -hmm. and talk to a plus size mommy audience and they've, they can do it. So that's the beauty of it. You don't have to be one of 10 people going Mm -hmm. to radio school or travel to Hollywood to interview Mm -hmm. celebrities on a red carpet and go Mm -hmm. to a university in a different country. You can open up your laptop, get a microphone, record and get it published within 24 hours. Yeah. How amazing is that? You are your own talk show. My dream in the nineties of being a talk show host, anybody can do it now. How amazing is that without the 20 years of what I've put into it? Yeah. And I like find, I just, my favorite part is that I don't have to, we don't have to worry about how polished it is. Right. So I had somebody actually ask me like why I said, um, all the time. And I'm like, I do. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's just my placeholder apparently. Like, I don't yeah. have to worry oh, about yeah. that. Crutch word. Everybody's yeah. got crutch words yeah. and you wipe one out and another one shows up. I, get I mean, I have me. techniques to get rid of them. And when you go to radio school, they do something called an air check after every time you go on air and that it, everybody cried. And that's, um, that, but, but that's if you're broadcast to an audience, mm-hmm. it's like this instead of like this. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. standing on a lectern broadcasting as opposed to having your hand next to your mouth and whispering in somebody's ear. Awesome. That's the difference between radio and podcasts. We, and I have to tell you about the accent. So we actually here in Denver have a radio host with an Australian accent in one of the country, on the, one of the country stations. On a country <laughs> station? <laughs> the first time I heard him, I thought I was in the wrong place. That's I thought right. you had our country artist, Keith Urban. There's more than one. What? <laughs> no, I don't know. Is there? <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm like, aren't they all from like Georgia? They're all from Georgia. Yeah. So let's talk about why podcasts are so powerful. I mean, other than the fact that anybody can do it, you know, what, why are podcasts so powerful and why are they a good place for people to be putting their time and effort? So they're on demand, unlike which most media is these days. Before it had to be, you wanted to watch Oprah, 2.30 on an afternoon, you had to be there. If you didn't see the episode on that day, that's it, you missed it. Watch it in reruns, figure it out. Mm-hmm. These days, we can listen to an episode that you recorded two years ago and we're looking for topics on demand as opposed to what the host has to happens to put out that day. Mm-hmm. So podcasts have the opportunity to reach niche and engaged audiences. Mm -hmm. So if I want a podcast on plus being a plus size mommy, I can find that. If I wanted that on Oprah, I'd have to see if they did an episode once every four years, you know, so it's interest based and it's on demand and it is, it has the ability to go deep instead of broad. So if that was a topic on good morning America, you might get three minutes. In a podcast, you can get 30 to 60 minutes every episode and really talk to a range of people and a range of topics and go deep on something instead of just do a broad a broad brush stroke. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you're getting, like you said, you're getting the real unedited me right now on the spot. Mm-hmm. And it is, you can talk to me for 30 to 60 minutes. Yeah. And it's so authentic. That's, like amazing that's I, and that's what i love doing i love doing this is because it's like 
actual pe- people's actual stories and like actual answers to my questions and it's authentic and off the cuff. Like you get actual real people. If you're looking at an Instagram post, you're going to scroll. If you're looking at a video, you might watch it for 30 to seconds. If you're reading a blog post, I used to be a blogger, I know, mm-hmm. you might read the headlines, you might scroll through, you might read 500 words. You don't get the same meaning. You could read one of my blog posts. That is not the same as listening to me speak mm-hmm. because if you hear me speak, you'll know if you think I'm full of it. I'm not, I haven't spent two weeks writing that post. You either resonate with me or you don't. You can hear if I'm excited or if I don't care. Mm -hmm. You can tell if, if I know what I'm talking about or if I'm full of BS. So I think that it's a very quick way to figure out if you, it expedites the know, like, and trust factor that we Mm -hmm. hear a lot, Mm -hmm. but also you get to know somebody very quick. So, and you get to know their style. You can't always get that from reading because you're reading their words in your head, but right now you're listening to me. So you can um, develop a relationship with me because it's one-to-one. I'm speaking right to you in your ear right now, Mm -hmm. as opposed to you reading me and reading a couple of headlines and not getting the actual meaning and intonation of the words. It's how I'm speaking. It's the pace that I'm speaking. It's the intensity that I'm speaking. Um, If I was very scientific, then the way that I'm speaking now would probably not be appropriate. You know what I mean? So, and it's, it's, everything. It's the pace. It's that I just did a little thinking about it moment. Then you don't get that if you're reading or video or it's straight to camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that audio and interviews and podcasting is a very different way to deliver your message in a meaning and authentic way to the right people so they can get something out of it. It's really a learning medium as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but also really get to know you. Yeah. And it's just relatable right? Like if you hear people's tone, if you hear their voice, if you, especially like, so we do video too, so you can come watch us. You could watch me make all the faces if you'd like, because I make a lot of them. And you get to know me, right? Because you know how I would probably talk to you on a Zoom call. Yeah. Because you get to watch me do it to somebody else. You know what it is? It's you get what you see. Yeah. If you meet me or you in person, what you see now is exactly how you are or I am. Yeah, that's it's it. so, and that's and this is so crazy. I'll have people that have never done podcasts come on, and I'll just be like, "Just be you. That's all I need. I'm gonna be me. Yeah. You be you." And it goes or it doesn't. I don't really like. We're just here to learn. So yeah, it's been really it's it's been a really good journey for me to be a podcast host. It's not something I knew I was gonna be good at. Um, so let's talk about like what if you're looking to guest on podcasts. What are you looking for? What is your ROI? You know, so it's not like how many listens you get. It's what, what are we looking for? So I think I want to be a guest on podcasts. Great. Let's go seven steps back before that. Mm -hmm. Who are you talking to and what do you want them to do as a result as listening to, for listening to you on the podcast? Mm -hmm. Because can you get on a podcast? Yes. Yes, you can. But who are you talking to and what do you want them to do? Mm -hmm. Um, And what do you, what do you want the result to be? You can go on and have a nice chat and that's awesome. But then if you don't have a measurement for the results, you're not going to be happy with what you've done. You won't know you've succeeded. So yeah, if you want to have a nice chat, chat, go nuts, go on podcast. It's super fun. And if that's your goal, great. If you want to get clients, if you want to increase your visibility, if you want all these different things from it, then you need to pick the right podcast, talking to the right people on the right topics with the right audience. And you need to also do do your job, which is promote, leverage, and repurpose those podcasts. Mm -hmm. So 
nice chat. Absolutely. Otherwise you need a strategy around it and you need all the infrastructure for that plan to take place. So you might want to go on a show, which is awesome, but, um, is, so is, are you a fit for the show and is the show a fit for you? You might want to go on Tim Ferriss. Everybody contacts me. I want to be on Tim Ferriss. I want to be on Joe Rogan. I want to be on Oprah. I get it. I, I don't want to be on any of those. <laughs> I get it. And that's great. I don't have 10 hours to do a Tim Ferriss, theme, a Tim Ferriss podcast. Yeah. And you might, you might, they might be a fit for you. They might tick your box, mm-hmm. but do you tick their box? And if a show has 52 episodes a year, if they're doing a weekly show, mm-hmm. they've only got 52 guest spots. So that's pretty competitive. That's more guest spots than less guest spots than Good Morning America. Cause they've got segment after segment after segment every day to fill five days a week. Well, a podcaster only has 52 segments. So that's highly competitive. People think, Podcasts are easy and a low-hanging fruit and, hey, can I be on your podcast? But they don't understand that people like you mm-hmm. are getting pitched every day by people like box. me. Yeah, I have an email box. Full. Full. So you really need to be – if you're spending – because there's a lot of work that goes into a pitch mm-hmm. um, and if you're doing it correctly and if the, you're putting in that time – you need to make sure that you're doing it right because you're just going to waste your time Mm -hmm. because you've got to find the show. You've got to vet the show. You've got to listen to the show. You've got to figure out if you're a fit, you've got to figure out if they're a fit, then you've got to craft the pitch and you've got to make sure you send the right asset. Like there's all this work that you've got to do. You've got to do your follow-ups. You've got to do the tracking. You've got to do the interview. So if you're doing all that work, you need to make sure because it doesn't mean it's going to be a yes. So if you're doing all that and you haven't even gotten to the yes, that's, that's a, that's a lot to put out there. So you need to make sure what you've got is good. And, um, and that's why knowing the shows to pitch and knowing your goal and what your expectation is, is really important. So let's talk about, um, I just, cause I think this is a really, because you, you train people how to be guests. So let's talk about like, how, how do you be an effective guest on a podcast? I think that's really important. So you need to have payoff for what you've promised. So if you've pitched someone on how to be a guest on a podcast, you need to know what you're talking about. You need to have talking points on that. You need to have actionable steps. You need to be able to deliver it. And you pretty much need to have evidence in what you've done. I see a lot of people that want to talk about something broad, like I want to talk about entrepreneurship, not a topic. You need to drill down entrepreneurship for who, about what. Okay, great. Now you need to drill down on how to do the thing. Podcasts are educational. So people need to leave with a step of, I've learned this, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so being a great guest is knowing your topic, have actionable steps, be able to deliver your message in a succinct and actionable way to the audience, catering your message to the specific audience Mm -hmm. and um, and using the language of the audience so they can understand what you're saying and mm-hmm. translate it. I love it. Um, and you know, what we try to do on this podcast every time is give people actionable steps. So guests that are just like, how can I help you? Like, what does your audience want to know? Um, and then like answer my questions in a way that's really actionable. Uh, it's so helpful for me because then I don't have to like pull it out of you. Like <laughs> I've had guests yeah. where I'm like, and then what did they do? 
And then how does oh. that work? And then, you, you know, like, you need to, yeah, to be a great guest, you need to be willing to go and give everything that you've got and leave it all on the table. It's mm-hmm. all about giving without expectation. Mm-hmm. It is not a sales meeting. It is not a sales call. It is not an advertisement. It is not about you getting customers or clients direct response marketing. That is advertising. A lot of people say, I want to go on podcast to talk about my product and my thing and my journey and this. It's actually not about you. And when you're pitching, it's what are you delivering to the audience? So when there's actually three people involved in a pitch and I'm pitching you, but really you're the gatekeeper to the audience. Mm-hmm. So I'm, it's about me and the audience and you're the person in between that. So yes. there's three of us involved. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we do pre-interviews. So you did a pre-interview with me. Yes. Um, Emily, Emily, my VA, um, Googles everybody. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. She does some stuff on the back end to be like, who is this person? Is what am I interested in this person? Because then Jamie would be interested in this person before I even get to the pre-interview. Um, there's steps to be our guest. Um, and I love what you said. Like there's only 52 slots and you yeah, just made I, me it's go. It's an honor. It's an honor to be picked. So I need to pay off and make it worthwhile because it, it is a long introduction to your audience. Yeah. So if you're saying Kelly's okay with me, then I need to show up because you've said that I'm good and I need to bring what I've got. Yeah. So it's not about I've got a book and but I don't have a book, but oh, you can find out about that on page 52 of my book. If you do my course, if you, no, it's not about that at all. It's, um, it's a positioning, it's positioning. Mm-hmm. It's about, I'm the expert in my field. Get to know me. Here's what I know. Here's how I can help you. Mm-hmm. You want to work a, with me? Great. You don't want to work with me? Fine. At least I know that you can walk away with something that you can do. Yeah. It's about giving value, right? Absolutely. And I think, Absolutely. That's, I think that's, you know, that's the thing I've had guests where I'm like, it's, we're talking about marketing and it's nebulous. And I'm just like, I don't really know what to talk to you about. Like, I don't know what to ask you. Um, um, so something else that you said ahead. in there was you do research and that's the thing. And people say, I want to be a guest on podcasts, which is great. Mm-hmm. Obviously I'm all for it, but you need to have your ducks in a row because know that the host is like you did any good host, a pitch, an email subject line is not going to get you booked. An email is not going to get you booked. A one sheet isn't going to get you booked. All these things you can have in, can I be on your podcast? I've got a great story. Who cares? So what? Any good host is going to do a whip around, check your website, check your LinkedIn, check your Facebook, check your Instagram. What other interviews have been, you've been on? What value have you given on other audiences? Have you shared that interview? So they're going to cross check and verify everything mm-hmm. that you are who you say you are. You've done interviews and you've got evidence. And if your images are all different everywhere. If your message is different everywhere, if you don't have any evidence, if you've done podcasts, like you've said, and you've got nothing to offer, nothing to say, Mm -hmm. and you know, it's not going to work. So I always suggest having an online media page, Mm -hmm. um, press kit where everything is in one spot. So the host, they're still going to do the whip around and any good, I want you to, Mm -hmm. but having it all in one spot, I want to make your job easy so you can just click on all the socials instead of going on a wild goose chase. That's actually pretty great. You could just, one page, it's just like, here's, here's how you yeah. get to everything. That's really An online press idea. kit. Um, and then you, so yes, you have your one sheet with sample questions, sample topics, biography, photo, mm-hmm. all the things, but that is just, uh, that's a gate. That's to get to the next gate. That's to get to, so subject line to get to the email, to get to the one sheet, 
to get to the press kit page for you to do your whip around. They're the steps. That makes sense. We've had a few people that, um, that, 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 that market or pitch, um, podcast people. And they're literally like LinkedIn me and then email the other, like they'll email me everywhere. And I'm just like, yo, (laughs) yeah, get to you when we get to you. (laughs) Yeah. There is follow up and we do that for me until you tell me, no, it's not a no. Oh, totally. But, but I'm not, but within reason. Yeah, like I'm not sending you, to- you 52 emails. It's like, hello, you're not interested. Sorry. Yeah. It's <laughs> like asking someone on a date and them just not. It's, it is. It's, it's the same as dating. Absolutely. Yeah. And her, uh, like the guest ended up being amazing. Uh, he was, he was a great guest. Yeah. But it was almost a no because of the hard sell. And I was like, just you're, we'll get to you. Like it was the middle yeah. of tax season. And I was just like, we're on hold for right now. Yeah. Um, she was like, my LinkedIn, Emily's LinkedIn, my email, Emily's email. And it's then she too, found no, that's like, stalking. I, th- I don't, I would I say, like, see, I would say no, just that would yeah. put me right off. Yeah. I was like, I'm feeling so you've got to be aware. Right <laughs> yeah. That feels stalky to me. So let's talk about, um, so you, so we kind of talked about like how to be an effective guest. What are the things to not do as a guest? So things to not do is not be tech ready. So that's basic. You need a microphone and you need headphones. So if you, and people say, start where you are, whatever you do, but I think have, and it doesn't mean you have to spend lots of money, but it does mean don't just use the computer headphone and have a bad light. So you you know what I mean? So that's, I mean, USB mic, fine. But I mean, you know, the built-in microphone without headphones because that's just going to sound like you're in a toilet. So basic, you wouldn't show up to a job interview wearing a pair of shorts and flip flaps. Mm -hmm. So don't show up to a media interview without a microphone being camera ready and tech ready. That's one. Second of all, uh, be prepared. Winging it is a waste. I hear a lot of people say, I'm just going to be authentic and win it. But yeah, you need to be prepared in order to have all those things. And because most podcast interviews are through Zoom or whatever, unless they're not in person all the time, if they are, great. So you can have a little cheat sheet up on the screen with your talking points if you get lost. So podcasts are great if you are an introvert or a little bit concerned. Like I would be scared getting in front of 500 people in front of an audience. So you can be prepared because they'd be, they have the little eyes looking back at me. So that's why I'm in radio, right? Or was in radio. Um, You can have your little test sheet next to you. So it's being tech ready, being camera ready, being interview ready with your talking points. And like we said, be ready to give. Mm -hmm. So that's being a good guest um, during and bringing your energy. You can't speak how you speak in normal life. It's yourself plus 20%. I love that. So you're still you, Mm -hmm. but you can't like sit back in the chair and be like, yeah, okay. So I've been in podcasts, you know, I might talk about that. I don't talk like that, but so you need to be forward. You need to use your microphone and you need to project and give all the excitement. So yeah, I love, I love that. What you're saying. Energy plus 10% or like normal plus 10% yeah. because it really is an energy expenditure. Um, I'll get off a podcast and just be like, Whew. like it would be an awesome podcast, but I'll just be wiped. Right. Because I have yeah. to be on the whole time. Yeah. Um, the, the first time. So we usually do in person if people are local. And the first time we recorded, we did two back to back. I literally went and took a nap afterwards. <laughs> yeah, so it toast. is. 
It's, it's so because good. that just means you're giving. Yeah, like it's absolutely. absolutely a lot of giving. It yeah. really is. It is. Um, so I would say those are ways to be prepared. Mm-hmm. And you can have your talking points ready. You can have your sound bites ready. You can have your keywords ready. So you can be strategic in your interview, mm-hmm. but also be ready to share. So on the other side is you need to share the interview with your audience and do your job promoting that show, um, but don't steal the show. I've heard of some people where they've, you know, taken it and put it on their own channel on YouTube, pulled Mm. the audio and um, put it in their own feed. You don't own the show. You're a guest in somebody else's house. You don't steal the plates after the dinner or open up your handbag and put the little shrimp in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think else's home. Yeah. I think it's really important to like, to even talk about this, like this is intellectual property, right? So this is my personal intellectual, this is my intellectual property that I actually share with my producer. So we have a, our contract is we share the intellectual property. Um, you know, this isn't just, you know, anything anybody puts out is actually their intellectual property, which is very interesting to find out, but you don't really know those things until you start doing it. Yeah. And, and it, those are one in, it's rare, but yeah, sometimes rare. people, so people are cheeky or they don't know. It's yeah. either way. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's sort of being aware and then um, knowing what to share and then putting it in your social feed so you can keep rolling it out and then re- referring people to the podcast. So then if your podcasts are amazing for repurposing content. So that. if you're doing a speech, you can be like, yeah, I did a, I did a podcast on abundant bean. I did an interview on abund- abundant means and you can put it in your webinar and your speech and you can refer to it in other places. So mm-hmm. therefore you're integrating, Hey, I've been on a podcast. Aren't I awesome? Yeah. But also, um, referring people, not referring, you know, making people aware of a show that you've been on. So you're promoting the show in other ways as well. Yeah. Well, that's something people don't think of that's actually yeah. benefit to the audience. Or, you know what? I did this great podcast where I spoke about that. Mm-hmm. Here's the link to that episode. I love that. So you can refer to something you've already said in a story that you've already told in an interview and you're promoting the podcast. So it's win, win, win. Yeah, and I love that. something I just said then about being a good guest is it's using analogies, it's using stories, it's using statistics. So it's not just facts and figures, it's all these other things. Right. So, and that takes effort and awareness and work and practice. Every podcast interview you do is practice. And I could tell you 50 things that I've done wrong in this podcast. And I could tell you a few things that I've aced as well. And some things I've said before and some things I haven't. So everyone is an opportunity for, um, I would say, learning, but also practice. Yeah. It's always practice, right? All of life is practice, though. (laughs) Every time I pick up a tax return, I'm like, this is practice. Yeah. Right? Um, we're never masters, I don't think. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Or we're not learning anymore if we think we are. Yes. Um, I love those. So sharing. I, so, and it's so funny because I refer, um, I refer out a lot of times. So like, I'll be like, I'm not an expert in this, but here's some people I've had on my podcast that are experts. <laughs> here's some links for you. You can go listen to them. Um, yeah. So it's been really good to like, have my network on the podcast because then I can like give people like, see if this person's relatable. If they're not, don't call them, call this person, you know, like it's just a really good way to even like refer out to my network. 
Yeah, I think so. I think that, and that's where the authenticity, and I know that word is overused, mm-hmm. but you're not, you're not for every, you're not ice cream. You're not for everyone. And even ice cream isn't for everyone because hello, lactose intolerance. So, so all all ice cream is for me. So all ice cream, except for mint chocolate chip. There's like toothpaste. I don't get it. Nope. I'm in. See, I know you love it. And that's it. So the people (laughs) that want mint chocolate chip should, then I'm not for them. They're for you. So that in itself is perfect. Yeah. If you think your ice cream, you're you're for me. There really is just like stuff. <laughs> Cake though, eh, not so much all the time. Or pie, if it comes with ice cream, then I'm in. Then I'm in for pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kelly, you're so great. Um, I think so. I think you already said this, but where's the easiest place for people to find you? And we'll pop that all in the description box. Yeah, KellyGlover.com. So my biggest takeaways are winging it is a waste. You really need to be prepared. I love it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So just because podcasts are accessible Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you need to treat it as amateur or less because it's not. So still treat it like a media interview Mm -hmm. because people are going, unlike an episode of the Today Show in 1973, Podcasts are very easy to find, and if you're not prepared, it's going to catch up with you and it's there forever. I love that. It's the internet so, is forever. <laughs> yeah, so don't treat it as lesser. Yes. Um, treat it as the amazing opportunity that it is. Respect the show, respect the host, respect yourself, and you that. will get so much out of it. It's yeah. so much fun. It is so much fun. Smiling, and you it. will influence people that you will never meet and change the lives of people that you will never meet. That, is and that the cool, in itself is amazing. I think that's the coolest part ever, right? Like there's, I don't even know how many people that listen to this podcast and like there's some potentially something that we have done to help them move their little lives or yep. their businesses forward. Something someone just into this, teeny, tiny. Yep. Someone listening to this right now will go and be a guest on a podcast. And as a result of that being a guest on that podcast, their life will change and they will, will get a client or something great will happen from that. And that's because of this. And yeah. I know that. That's so fun. Like it's such a, it's just a cool way to think about like, what is the actual impact yeah. of spending this time? So, yeah. And so it, I think you asked me about ROI. So mm-hmm. it's personal branding. Mm-hmm. It's the no like and trust factor. Mm-hmm. It's the content. It's the making a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. It's all these different things. So will you get money from it and clients? Yes, you likely will because the people that like you will work with you. But is it instant and are they going to download your book the next day as a direct result that you can track from that podcast? No. Mm -hmm. If that's your expectation, then you need advertising. This isn't for you. But if you want all the other stuff long-term and knowing that someone can listen to your episode in two or three years time and you get a result from that, then it is for you. I love that. I think that's something we don't talk about enough. Podcasting is a long game. Absolutely a long game. I did not realize that coming into this. I I learned it really quick, Um, but it's a long game. Too many people want instant results on the biggest show. And to me, that's like saying, I, I want to marry Brad Pitt or no one. <laughs> Not only that is I want to meet Brad Pitt once and then get married the same day 
I would like to meet Brad Pitt when he was 27 and five <laughs> days old and then marry him the next day. I have that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Benjamin Button. <laughs> yeah. So think of it that way. You know what it is? Podcast is podcasting and being interviewed on podcasts mm-hmm. is all about reframing. So whatever you think it is, because it is a new medium and it is a new way to do things and we're all learning and it's yeah. changing all the time. Mm-hmm. So just think about it in a different way and take everything into consideration that we've said and then run with it. I love it. So my last question for you would be, what would be your one and your biggest piece of advice for someone wanting to start guesting as a podcast, as a on podcast? Like what if, if, if I said to you today, Kelly, I just think I need to be on podcasts. What would you say to me? I would say go back and get your personal brand in order. Make sure you've got that messaging. Make sure you know your talking points. Make sure that your house is in order and your ducks are in a row for when that producer cross-checks and verifies you. And make sure you get really specific and know your talking points. Mm -hmm. We all get lost in the, I'm an expert and I don't know what to talk about because... I'm so used to it and I think what I do is boring. So you need to really distill what other people find fascinating mm-hmm. and then turn that into a hook and a headline so you can pitch it out. What we find easy, and this took me a long time to realize, I didn't think what I did was special or important because it's so easy to me, it's so natural and I'm so good at it. Mm-hmm that's the bit that everybody else likes that people need to know to you. That. It seems like a magic, like to me, I can just do it. But mm-hmm. to other people, they're like, how did you do that? <laughs> it seems like a magic trick, but I'm like, oh, everyone knows what I know, but right? they don't. Yeah. And I so think- a lot of it is figuring out your expertise, uh-huh. what to talk about, what people want to know and packaging that up. So a lot of it actually has to do with your messaging. So what's your message? I love it. Kelly, thank you so much. I actually have a ton of notes. <laughs> I took a ton of Great. notes. Great. I don't always do that, but I took a ton of notes today because that's a compliment. Ourselves. I'll um, take it. So I love it. Thank you so yeah. much for your time today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. This is my favorite thing to do. So I'm, it's, it's a, thank you for picking me as one of the 52. <laughs> I don't take it lightly. I certainly I, don't. I so much appreciate that you understand how much time and effort and all that. Yeah, I do. Because we get the opposite of that a lot. So it's really refreshing. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant.